What's going on? Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. You can email me, Pete, at the Pete Callender Show. You can also call 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Um, you're in for a treat today, really. Um, especially, so first, if you are uh, generally of the political left, welcome. Glad you are here. Um, and uh, I've got, like, this is going to be probably brand new information for you. And you're going to be so informed about some of the backstory stuff about what I'm going to go over that you are going to blow away all of your friends at the next uh, social gathering. If you even are allowed to do that, do you go to social gatherings or are you still too terrified to see other humans in person? If you aren't and you go to a social gathering and this stuff comes up, you're going to have some background information that people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you know all this stuff about this topic. And then they will, of course, ask you never to return because you will be uh, deemed a right winger. Now, if you are uh, uh, of the right and uh, let's be honest, uh, probably most of the people listening probably are. But if you are of the right, you're you're going to take a trip down memory lane with me. Because a lot of this stuff you probably haven't even thought about or heard about. Uh, in particular, one person's name will come up uh, that you probably haven't even heard uttered in a couple years now. Even though it's a pretty important name, everybody just kind of forgot about it. So weird. But... It all connects to the latest round of subpoenas that the special counsel John Durham has issued. And this has apparently been going on for a little while. Um, We had the first indictment that came down, the charges that came down, uh, or one charge that came down against a lawyer named Michael Sussman. And I covered this a couple of, uh, a couple days ago, about a week ago, maybe. Had a piece by Andy McCarthy. We had a piece from thegrayzone.com. There was another one, I think, from hotair.com. I forget. But um, going through what the indictment was all about, because it seemed really weird that this lawyer, Michael Sussman, who, by the way, was a lawyer for the Clinton campaign. He worked for Perkins Coie Law Firm. Um, He got this charge for lying to an FBI uh, bigwig attorney guy. And people were like, well, wait a minute. It's just a, well, not just a, but it's a, it's a lying to the FBI charge. Okay. But the indictment was like, it was a charging document and it, it it was 27 pages. Why would you need 27 pages to tell this story? So what the conventional wisdom has been on the right, particularly, is that This was John Durham, the special counsel appointed by former Attorney General William Barr, that this was John Durham uh, laying the the groundwork for the charges and the case that he's building. Okay. Now, I, so just as a, as a, a bit of background. So, like, when I used to be a reporter here at BT years and years ago, I had a term for what I think Durham is doing or has done with this. I called it kick the cage or rattle the cage, right? Which is you're working on a story and at some point information is going to get out. News is going to get out that you're working on a story. As soon as you start making contacts with people, the word is going to start spreading. So 
once you realize that's going to happen or when you know you got a pretty good idea of like, okay, if I like first thing is like somebody comes to you, they have a, a, a lead and you listen to their story. And at that point, that's all you have. You could do some research and the like. But at some point, you're going to have to go to somebody else and ask them what they may or may not know. And at that point, right, word's going to get out. So usually. So how do you want to do that? And, you know, you can you can try to do it in a number of ways, but one of them is to kick the cage, knowing that as soon as you do it, you're going to get a response, right? People uh, will uh, react in different ways. There are people who, and you don't know if it's like a conspiracy like this that, that Durham is looking into. Some of the people may have been wanting an exit ramp, and they're going to jump at the opportunity to take it, right? And so they're going to race to you and tell you the story. Other people are going to, you know, circle the wagons. And um, I think that right now we are seeing who's circling the wagons. So CNN had this story. They broke this story regarding a new round of subpoenas that went out. After the Sussman charge, right, you've got a new round of subpoenas that apparently have also hit Sussman's former law firm, Perkins Coie. Please indict Mark Elias. Please indict Mark Elias. Mark Elias, Democrat super lawyer. He's also Roy Cooper's lawyer. He was the lawyer that sued North Carolina repeatedly at the behest of Eric Holder's redistricting group, as well as other groups, all you know, leftist affiliate uh, organizations. So Mark Elias has just been... I mean, there's no need for me to go into the personal attacks. I'm just not a fan. Let's just say that. I'm not a fan of Mark Elias. So please indict him. Please indict him. Okay. So Sussman got the charge, 27-page, what they call a speaking uh, a speaking indictment or whatever, uh, and uh, or a speaking document. I don't know why they call it that. It doesn't speak. I mean, I've read it. It didn't speak at all. So it was just 27 pages. Um, the timing of the CNN story, though, you got to ask yourself, why now? Why are they doing this story? And as you read this story, and it's three pages long, it's a very lengthy story, and I have it. I'm going to go over it, the CNN story by Evan Perez and Caitlin Palance. you got to ask yourself, who is telling them this information, right? Again, keep in mind, the kicking of the cage. Who went to CNN, and what are they trying to get out? That's the way you got to think in terms of this story with uh, with uh, the special counsel, John Durham. Who is advancing a narrative? What do they stand to gain by putting this information out there? What's in it for them? Why are they talking now? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Uh, Justin says on the Twitter machine, Pete, this is my favorite topic, Perfect Friday Show. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Uh, well, it's not going to be the whole show because 1.30, we're going to talk to Becky Gray from the John Locke Foundation with a legislative update. And then in the 2 o'clock hour, I think it's about uh, 2.20, we're going to talk with Jody Barr, who is investigative reporter for Fox 46, about... How uh, the TSA is just like swiping a whole bunch of people's money. Yeah. Did you know this? They just take your money. 
Oh, GovCo, don't ever change, I tell you. All righty, so Special Counsel John Durham issued a new set of subpoenas, including a law firm, including to a law firm with close ties to Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. It's an indication that Durham could be trying to build a broader criminal case, according to people briefed on the matter. Who are the people briefed on the matter? Who could they possibly be? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's Perkins Cooey. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the lawyers for the people that are the subject or the target of the subpoenas and the indictment. So Sussman, uh, probably Mark Elias, Perkins Cooey people, but also these tech people that were the ones who originally built a theory that somebody in Trump world was communicating with Alpha Bank. That's a Russian bank. That's why you got it. It's Russian. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to get to that. So far, Durham's two-year probe into the FBI's Russia investigation has not brought about the cases Republicans had hoped it would. Got to throw that in there. It is CNN. Remember where this is coming from. By the way, I'll take this moment to uh, relay a story, and I forget where I first heard it, but um, it was a story that came uh, from somebody who used to live in uh, in the Soviet Union, one of the uh, one of the Soviet states, and they came to America and like to live. They were they immigrated here, and one of the things they said was that they never watched the news unless they wanted to know what the party was trying to convey. They never watched news. It was one of the things that this person had says, like thought they thought it was kind of uh, cute. You know, it's like naive. Oh, look at you, you Americans, you watch the news like to, to find out stuff that happened. We watched the news to find out what the party wanted us to think. Right. That, that, that was, and everybody understood it as that people would watch the news just to get the party line. So that's how I look at CNN, right? That they are Democrats with bylines. And so, uh, what are they? What is the Democratic Party wanting to say? And what is the what is the government wanting to tell us? If you want to know, go to CNN. They will tell you. I mean, they make it sound all newsy because they got the you know the kind of music underneath, and they have like the 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 the, the crawl across the bottom of the screen. It makes it all it makes it look very very newsy. It does it makes it look newsy, but really it's it's laundered information. And once you realize how the process works, the laundering of the information, and here's a great example. And again, people on the right, you're going to know this example. So just, you know, bear with me. But people on the left, this is probably brand new information for you. So again, you're going to be like, people are going to be crowded around you at the next party when you when you just bust out this information. Jim Comey. Jim Comey took the, the, the Steele dossier information. The leader, he was the head of the FBI, right? He goes to the president, Trump, and he sits down with him and he gives him this briefing. And he says, just a heads up there, Donald, uh, there is this rumor out there that you paid some hookers to pee on a bed in a Russian hotel while you watched. And you did this because this was the hotel room and bed that the Obamas had stayed in. And so you hate Obama so much that you did this thing, the PT. And so he tells Trump this. Trump probably says, that's disgusting. I wouldn't do that because he's kind of a germaphobe, which was actually one of the tells. It was like, as far as an intel op goes, it was a terrible intel op because anybody who knows Trump knows that, like, he's a germaphobe. So 
Anyway, Comey tells Trump this, that there's this rumor out there just to give you a heads up there, POTUS. I mean, we didn't give you a heads up when we knew that the Russians were trying to infiltrate your campaign. We didn't tell you that, but there's there's this rumor of a video that's out there, just so you know. Comey then tells the media that this meeting took place, and then that gives them, the media, that gives the media the opportunity to tell the story. Because otherwise, there was no hook. There's no media hook for them. They can't justify going on the air or putting into print a rumor of this tape. Right? I've come across, believe me, okay, in my years now doing this, almost 20 years, people have tried to give me information about political opponents, even actually, I mean, I was, I think, I I mean, well, I can't say. I'm not going to say. Point is, I have had so many people come to me with all of these types of rumors that they want me to amplify. It still happens, but they want me to amplify it. And if you're a, you know, a news organization, at some point you have to ask yourself, wait, wait a minute, can we prove this? Because if we just report this as rumor, we could get sued, right? This could be defamatory, whatever. But if the FBI director goes and tells the president, then the news story is that the FBI director uh, briefed the president that this existed. And then you get to talk about the thing that is rumored to exist without that being the focus of the story. That's just a rumor, and you make sure everybody knows it's just a rumor. But the FBI director, you know, briefed the president on it, and surely the FBI director wouldn't brief the president about something if it was, like, completely false. So it gives this sort of, uh, this whiff of credibility to the rumor, which, of course, we know now is completely false. So, uh, and, uh, and, and, and they were told, by the way, the people who, who pushed the false rumor, they knew it to be false when they were pushing it. Hence the need to launder the information through the meeting to get it into the press, right? So once you know how that, how that works, now you can see the way it works in these other cases. And the Alpha Bank case is another such example. So we're going to get into that up next. News Talk 1110-993-WBT-CNN reporting that there are new subpoenas issued by the special counsel, John Durham, who's been looking into the investigation of Trump-Russia collusion all those years ago. So far, one charge filed against a lawyer for the Clinton campaign, a fellow by the name of Michael Sussman. In seeking additional documents from Sussman's former law firm, Perkins Coie, investigators from the special counsel's office appear to be sharpening their focus on the Democratic political machinery during the 2016 campaign and efforts to tie Trump to Russia. Perkins Coie's clients in 2016 included the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. The law firm also hired on the campaign's behalf a research company that commissioned the dossier from ex-British spy Christopher Steele that alleged that Trump was compromised by Russia. Okay, so these are the these are the players, right? You got 
Perkins Coie Law Firm, working for the Clintons, working for the DNC. And uh, the firm also hired, on behalf of the campaign, the research company, Fusion GPS. And Fusion GPS was the one that commissioned the Steele dossier. So that's one whole side of this ball of poop. All right. The other side is the Alpha Bank in Russia. It just sounds scarier with the music, and I feel like it's necessary. Okay, so while working for Perkins Coie, Sussman also represented a fellow by the name of Rodney Joffe, who I think was in Get Him to the... Was it Get Him to the Met? No. Get Him to the... What was that movie with Russell Brand? Get Him to the Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Him to the Greek. Wasn't that his name? Rodney Joffe? No, it wasn't. It doesn't matter. Sussman represented a fellow by the name of Rodney Joffe, J-O-F-F-E. He's a cybersecurity expert referred to in the Durham indictment of Sussman as Tech Executive One. So I took a stab at this the other day. I guessed at who Tech Exec One was, and I totally uh, guessed wrong. So I apologize I feel the need to point that out because whenever you engage in speculation, if you're wrong, you should say you, you got it wrong. So I will never again attempt to speculate as to who tech executive one or any unnamed person in an indictment is. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'll promise right now, but I probably will at some point just forgetting this promise. Anyway, in June, 2016, Joffe, who was not previously identified, worked with researchers to collect internet data about the Trump organization. So he works for this tech company. He collects this information that somehow connects this Russian bank with the Trump uh, uh, orbit with some. It was like a marketing something or other inside Trump world. And they use this information. And then Sussman takes it, goes to the FBI and says, I'm just here as a citizen, just doing my patriotic duty. Has nothing to do with my work for the Clinton campaign. Has nothing to do with my work for uh, the Democratic National Committee has nothing to do with the fact that I am a, you know, a partisan uh, hatchet guy. No, no, no. I'm here because I'm an American. And this is really scary stuff. Durham's continued use of the federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. signals that he could be interested in adding to Sussman's charges or bringing cases against additional defendants. Still, more than two years after being commissioned by Bill Barr, former attorney general, to investigate whether federal authorities improperly targeted the Trump campaign, which they did i didn't realize that was up in the air still apparently to cnn it is they obviously they obviously improperly targeted the trump campaign this has already been this has already been brought to light with the fisa court abuses um that they took in order to get the carter page investigation rolling carter page who had gone to russia and every time he comes back from russia he talks to the cia and when the c and when the feds went to the CIA, they sent over a little uh, email, and they were like, hey, this guy Carter Page, you know anything about him? Uh, is he one of your guys? And the CIA was like, yeah, yeah, we talked to him, he's one of ours. And then the FBI guy was like, delete, 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 white out, white out, scrub all of that, go to the FISA court. We are unaware of any connection that Carter Page might have with anybody else, like the CIA, for example. And that's what allowed them to get the warrant. Because if they had said, oh, yeah, he comes back and talks to the CIA, then the judge in the FISA court would have said, oh, well, then there's nothing to see here. There's no reason for me to give you this warrant to eavesdrop on a CIA asset. 
anyway. Um, and that was one of the pathways into the uh, into the campaign. The Steele dossier being another, and the Alpha Bank being a third. So all of these things are happening at the same time. You have all of these. This is why people on the right call it the quote deep state because all of these people. They have connections to, if they're not in government themselves, they have all of these pathways into government. Like this guy, Sussman, Michael Sussman, he just happens to score a meeting with the top lawyer at the FBI. And in this meeting, he's like, I'm just here as a regular citizen with, you know, patriotic concerns. Because, like, yeah, like, you would have that ability, too, right? <laughs> You're just a regular American with some concerns, and you think you would score a meeting with the FBI's top lawyer? Probably not. Um, do, 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 this was a, his special counsel probe, John Durham's special counsel probe, has now lasted longer than special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. It has so far brought only two lying charges against little-known figures. CNN reports. Um, why are they little-known figures? Because CNN hasn't made them more popular figures. Like, for example, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Andy McCabe, right? Well, maybe not Andy McCabe, but Strzok and Page, like, they would probably be, you know, little-known figures were it not for all of the attention that they got for their text messaging and such, right? Which they've suffered, you know, very little repercussions for. No accountability there. Um, they get to lie with impunity as members of the FBI, and apparently that's all okay. So, um, but they were, they would have been little-known figures, but they got a lot of media attention. So once again, here's CNN pretending like, we're just bystanders here, not that they were part of the information laundering operation to begin with, when they were, right? They absolutely were. They're, they're doing it right now in this story. They're laundering information, putting it out, so you can get, quote, the other side of the story, what does that mean? You can hear what Sussman and the Democrats want the narrative to sound like before the Durham story calcifies in the public arena. They don't want that idea of what is true taking root. So this is their effort to do damage control, but also offer a competing story. All right. So Rodney Joffe, a cybersecurity expert. He was called Tech Executive One, right? Their response now, him and his lawyer's response that they're putting out via CNN is, hey, uh, Durham's uh, charging document against Sussman, they totally misconstrued what we said in those emails. He cherry-picked one part of it and didn't give the full context. And the full context is we totally believe that, that Trump was... Uh, doing stuff with the Russian bank. See, because Durham pulled a piece that indicated they had expressed doubts about it, which is true, by the way. That, And what Joffe and his lawyers have offered up is actually not a refutation of what Durham put out there in the document. But, of course, to Democrats, this is proof that Durham's indictment of Sussman is all partisan and political, and it's all about kissing up to Donald Trump or something, when... Like those, both things can be true. They're not, I mean, they are mutually exclusive. It does, I do not have to pick one or the other in this case, right? Like it is possible that the people 
that were doing the uh, the DNS searches or whatever that that built this connection, this theory that they say was a theory that they then shopped to the FBI, which, by the way, the FBI looked into and dismissed. It wasn't even good enough for the FBI. Okay, the larger narrative Durham describes lays out. This is according to CNN. Listen to this. The larger narrative that Durham describes lays out a practice not uncommon in politics and a world that's usually opaque to the general public in which campaigns traffic stories that could hurt their opponents and sometimes try to get law enforcement to open investigations into alleged wrongdoing. Well, that would have been a helpful thing to divulge to people, I don't know, over the last five years, maybe. What do you think? For five years, you guys have been promoting these stories And now you're telling us, well, you know, this is a pretty common practice in politics where people will just like make up some stuff and take it to, you know, law enforcement and try to get you charged, try to get you thrown in prison. Oh, that's a normal thing. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you guys should, I don't know, maybe act a little bit more responsibly when you're covering these stories. What do you think, CNN? Lawyers steeped in Washington are often involved in opposition research efforts. Justice Department officials suspected a similar effort was in the works in 2020 when Rudy Giuliani sought meetings with top justice officials to provide documents related to Joe Biden and his son Hunter while providing news organizations some of the same information. Here's the difference, though. The stuff about Hunter Biden turned out to be true. (laughs) That stuff was accurate, right? The laptop and the hookers and the... Yeah, yeah, all of that was true. But for some reason or another... Like the FBI, they weren't interested in that. And then CNN, they were all about like, oh, this is disinformation. There's the Russians again. Oh, Russia, Russia. They see Russia everywhere. They like open up the, the bedroom closet. Now oh, the Russians are in there. They're under the bed. Oh, my gosh, they're everywhere. These practices themselves aren't regulated by the law, says CNN. And Durham hasn't charged as a crime any action central to the opposition research itself. So look, look, people, this is all just oppo research. Okay, so they shopped it to the FBI. All right, and maybe the FBI then launched a whole bunch of, you know, investigations, and then maybe some people leaked that information out to the media, who then maybe reported that the investigations were going on. And then maybe they were trying to, you know, monkey with the election. Maybe, maybe. It's possible. But, you know, John Durham has not indicted anybody yet on any of that. In the indictment, Durham quotes an email that Jaffe and others involved in the effort. um, uh, And in this email, one of them says, quote, let's for a moment think of the best case scenario where we're able to show somehow that DNS communication, this Internet communication exists between Trump and Russia. How do we plan to defend against the criticism that this is not spoofed traffic we're observing? There is no answer to that, okay? So that's the first thing they said that Durham quoted. The unnamed researcher continues, quote, we cannot technically make any claims that would fly public scrutiny. The only thing that drives us at this point is that we just do not like Trump. (gasps) No, really? Jaffe also wrote that the suggestion of Trump being tied to a Russian bank would be a jackpot, according to the indictment. But additional emails provided by Jaffe, obviously, and his attorney, Reviewed by CNN, appear to show that after expressing their skepticisms in late August, the researchers expanded the scope of their research and believed they should show their findings to the FBI. Again, these two ideas, mutually exclusive. 
right? Mutually exclusive. The, so the emails that were reviewed by CNN show that after expressing their skepticism, so they were expressing skepticism, but then they expanded the scope. That's a separate thing. Because if you hate Trump, you can expand the scope too and believe they should show their findings to the FBI. And if you hate Donald Trump, but you are still skeptical of your own, of what it proves and what you're able to prove, like that skepticism can remain and you still think you should show it to the FBI. See, again, two separate ideas. I don't have to pick one or the other. I can choose both. I can say, yeah, you know what? Both of those things happened. You guys were not confident in it. When you're talking amongst yourselves, you guys are not confident that you can prove this stuff. It's a theory, but it's a theory you want to advance. You hope somebody else can look at it. Um, not mentioned in the CNN story is the fact that this guy Jaffe wanted a job with the Clinton administration. That's what he was angling for. I don't know why they would have left that out. Seems kind of important. Um, Durham also doesn't write into his indictment of Sussman additional reasons why the FBI had suspicions about Trump and Russia. Well, why would he? The... The charge against Sussman is that he lied to the FBI's general counsel, uh, a fellow by the name of James Baker, I believe. Not that James Baker. I think it's a different James Baker. But he, that's what the indictment was for. Now, the 27 pages that Durham lays out is now what being attacked by CNN. And do you think that these reporters came up with this line of attack on their own? Or do you think maybe this is information that is being laundered through them yes of course it is this is the attempt to undermine the credibility of the argument that durham is making in the paper right in the speaking document in the indictment against sussman so what they're trying to start off by saying here is that look the fbi didn't only use sussman to launch the investigation they had other suspicions like i mean they had American intelligence, this is what CNN reports, American intelligence was taking in tips on multiple fronts. And ultimately, investigators looked at a handful of Trump advisors, including campaign chairman Paul Manafort, as well as foreign policy contacts, George Papadopoulos and Carter Page, who had contacts with Russians. Interesting choices there. George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. Well, I already went over the Carter Page contact and how the FBI lied about that in order to continue with their investigations and get their FISA court warrant so they could listen in on communications and the all of the unmasking and everything. But what about George Papadopoulos? Funny you mentioned that one, CNN. I'll circle back to that like Jen Psaki does. Up next on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. 